Lakers lose to the Wizards 116 to 107 the final score Laker fans what happened tonight Lakers now 36 and 26 on the season got to be honest was not expecting that type of night from the Los Angeles Lakers was not expecting Another loss here. They've lost uh, three of their last four games since Anthony Davis came back. Not that I'm paying attention to that. Just simply paying attention to the loss. Um, Look, I'll I'll give the Washington Wizards some credit. Yes, they're playing good basketball. Um, Let me give the Washington credit some more credit. They got a great backcourt. Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Um, They've won, coming into this game, 10 of their last 12 games. We couldn't get a stop. Lakers could not get a stop against the Washington Wizards. Give up 31 points in the first quarter, 30 points in the second quarter, 29 points in the third quarter. Uh, the world is not going to end, but you know, watching a game like this where you expect the Lakers to just have a much better performance. I mean, I- I'm not here to make any more excuses for the Lakers. I'm really not. I- I've done that. I've I made those excuses, and there's reasons why I made them. LeBron and Anthony, Anthony Davis both out of the lineup. Um, but I think at this point, I was mentioning this yesterday on Lakers Talk, you reach a point where you look at this roster. There is so much depth on this roster. Anthony Davis is now playing 31 minutes. Uh, he's played 31 minutes in his last two games. Not expecting the Lakers to have really any more games like this. I was telling Michael coming in uh, to the pregame show, where are Lakers slated right now in the NBA standings? They're slated at fifth. So they're fifth in the standings. Why would Dallas or Portland, why would either of those teams be a threat to surpass the Lakers for that number five spot. Uh, Laker fans, of course, as always, we want to uh, get your thoughts on the game. So 877-710-ESPN, shoot us a call and give me your thoughts on this Lakers loss to the Washington Wizards. Um, Your thoughts, obviously, on the game, big picture or just on tonight's game, uh, you could feel free to do so, 877-710-ESPN. Okay, I want to get through a couple things here. So, When I talk about the NBA standings, and I'm one that's guilty now of spending some time doing this when it comes to standings. Two weeks ago, I was saying that the standings don't matter, that it's not that big of a deal, that if you you look at the standings and, okay, whether the Lakers end up in these six spots, they get in the playing tournament, all good, it doesn't matter. That was kind of the thought process a couple weeks ago for me. That's changed. That's completely changed, and I, you know, let me kind of continue to emphasize my point here. Um... Lakers have, in my opinion, enough back to start doing some damage again. Of course, LeBron James, best player in the world. Don't get me wrong. Laker fans, I'm not sitting here trying to make a case that the Lakers, this roster without LBJ, is supposed to go 14-0. That's not the point that I'm trying to make. But what I'm trying to say is, look at the roster. There are a lot of talented players on this team. Washington is an Eastern Conference team hanging on to 10th place in the East, even though they're playing as good as they are. Okay, if the offense isn't going, let's say the offense isn't flowing for the Lakers. That's one thing. But how about the defense? Andre Drummond, KCP, um, Dennis Schroeder, Anthony Davis, got Montrez Harrell coming off the bench, Kyle Kuzma, an improved defender. I know there's going to be games where we cannot depend just on the offensive end for the Lakers. I get that. And actually, I prefer it more when the Lakers are depending more on the defensive side. I heard Michael say this during the broadcast. Michael said that uh, if the Lakers can start getting some uh, start getting some sp- stops on the defensive side, the offense will start flowing. And I was, you know, everybody was waiting for that. I mean, I, I did the halftime report. Once the Lakers were down six, <laughs> I was mentioning, I was like, all right, come third quarter. Lakers are going to turn this thing around. Third quarter came, Lakers were outscored by seven. So... 
I, I'm whether you're somebody that cares about where the where the Lakers sit in the NBA standings or not. Whether you're somebody that's out there right now, you're driving around, you're listening to me, and you're saying, "Now oh, they just got to be healthy." Whichever side of it that you're on, fifth place in the in the uh, Western Conference, thirty six and twenty six. Dallas isn't playing amazing basketball. Portland certainly isn't playing amazing basketball, even though they're about to blow out the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. I want the Lakers to stay in that number five slot. Wouldn't you rather play the Los Angeles Clippers later in the playoffs if you have that option? I mean, the Lakers, this is a unique opportunity for them to avoid uh, Utah, Phoenix, and uh, and the Los Angeles Clippers in the first round. I know there's going to be Laker fans out there that say, who cares, chest out, we'll play anybody at any time. But I think from a strategic perspective, it is nice to um, play some of these teams a little bit later in the playoffs. You know you're going to have to face them. I mean, nobody's nobody's sitting here trying to say that, oh, you're going to avoid a team. No, no, you're going to have to face the best of the best as as we progress in the playoffs here. Uh, that obviously has not happened so far. 877-710-ESPN. I got a bunch of tweets that I want to read. I got a bunch of phone calls that I want to take. Before I do so, let's take a quick listen here to Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond was talking about um, – practice has become their games as in they don't have the luxury of doing all these practices over time uh the games are literally part of their practice take take a listen to andre drummond just playing together more i think that's really what it's going to come down to uh it's not that much practice time left in the year so our practice time is the games so we've had to find ways to continue to get better i mean we show glimpses of how good we really can be but it's a little inconsistent right now but we'll find it i'm not worried about that whatsoever uh, it's just going to take a little bit of time, and we'll be fine. All right, that's Andre Drummond right there. Andre, by the way, uh, Drummond, and this is the last two nights, in my opinion, for Andre Drummond, very quietly, 17-11. and 11. I actually like the way Drummond's playing. If there's one player that, um, you know, I'm so looking forward to see when LeBron comes back for every reason that you could possibly think of, but I think Drummond will 100% benefit from that. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's take a couple quick phone calls here. Let's start off with Jeremiah in Sacramento. Jeremiah, I appreciate you calling in. Hello, what's up? Um, my thing is, I feel like Montrezl Harrell should get a lot more minutes for the simple fact that he brings energy, and sometimes the Lakers just lack that. And I, and I think, he, yeah, I believe he should get more minutes. Jeremiah, I appreciate you calling and, in. And, uh, do you have another point there? Right. Uh, no, no, that was my point. Okay, Jeremiah, I, I'll say this. Um I talked about uh, – I spent some time with uh, Michael in the pregame show. Now, we'll, we'll go on the Montrez front here real quick. Montrez should be playing between 20 and 25 minutes a night. He should be. So um, there's three centers right now that's kind of all up in the air, question marks about uh, – there really isn't any more question marks. Drummond is going to play. He's going to be the starter. He's going to get a majority of the minutes, and then you're going to give Montrez Harrell the rest of the minutes after that. I agree. He does bring energy. Um He's got to play about 25 minutes a night. I think between 20 and 25 is the right amount of minutes for Montrez Harrell. I don't question that. But unfortunately for the Lakers, you know, I could look at some of these offensive stats for, you know, specific players. Got to get stops on defense. I mean, they're, they're making, they were making Alex Lynn look like Hakeem Olajuwon out there. Uh, they're making Robin Lopez look like he was an unstoppable force. How do Lakers lose points in the paint and rebounding against the uh, against the Washington Wizards? That's got to be a strength of the Lakers. All right, let me grab a couple more phone calls. Um, Juan in Glendale. Juan, appreciate you calling in. What's going on, Juan? Um, hey, Theo, man. Hey, yeah, I just uh, called, man. Hey, uh, yeah, this, uh, I hate to say this, man, but this uh, Drummond pickup, 
man, it, it, it looks worse. This uh, this defense is horrible. I mean, the, if you look at the Dallas game, Powell looked like uh, looked like Will Chamberlain, and tonight you got Alex Lynn looking like uh, Bill Russell or Shaq. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, and you know what? The the, the scary thing is. Even with LeBron coming back, mm-hmm. I mean, that's not something he can fix. So, I mean, just the overall chemistry, it's not looking good at all. I've been watching ball for a long time. Um, I don't know. This does not look good, and it's up to Volga to fix it quick. Juan, I appreciate you calling in. All right, I, I completely the, – the part of when LeBron James comes back, I don't think he'll be able to fix it. We're talking about LeBron James here. I mean um, – you're going to see LBJ when he does come back. Everything will change with the Lakers. And I don't want to overreact, even though I am probably sound like I'm overreacting. Um, I don't want to overreact, but I, I think when you're in the middle of a specific game like we are against Washington, I, I had expectations. There's two of these last four games I had some high expectations for. The second game against the Dallas Mavericks, I really thought the Lakers were going to walk into Dallas, handle business, separate the you know from an NBA standings perspective, separate from where the Mavs are and the Lakers are. And then tonight, I thought they were going to come in against the Washington Wizards and do the same thing. That did not happen. Um, so I, I I think there is some things you could talk about Drummond on the defensive side, but I will tell you, I've actually been impressed with Andre Drummond the last couple of games. When Anthony Davis starts playing the five when we're in the playoffs, maybe some of that's going to go away. Alex Caruso not being in today's games because of back spasms certainly didn't help as well, so there's a combination there. 877-710 ESPN. More of your calls and your reaction to this Lakers loss to the Washington Wizards. As always, we want to hear from you. Plus, got a couple clips I want to play from Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Pizza Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Here's Hachimura driving towards the rim, tried to put it up, blocked by Drummond. Grabbed out of the air by Anthony Davis, ahead to Schroeder. Schroeder up the left side. Top of the key, Kuzma. Down low to AD. Slam dunk. Beautiful pass by Kuz. And it's 8-4 to four Lakers. Obviously, early on in the game there, uh, Lakers did not make it happen on the defensive end tonight. 116-107, to 107, they lose to the Wizards. The defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit SaveWithAdrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance, more options, no contracts, just savings. Uh, let's take a couple more phone calls here. Sonny in Inglewood. Sonny, what's going on? You're on the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show. You there, Sonny? All right, let's go to Michael in Santa Fe Springs. Michael, what's going on? You're on the uh, postgame show. Hey, Alan, this is the situation. I think that Vogel is not taking responsibility for any of this that's going on. Like Michael Thompson on the on the game said, mm-hmm. uh, these are sc- not scrubs. He wouldn't go that far, but he's like, you know, Miami will run over any of these people in a heartbeat, and we can't even stay with them. Like, I'm not understanding why he's not saying, like, okay, so I can coach too. You can coach too if you had LeBron and AD and everybody out there. But when you don't, that's when the coach comes out. And I don't see it. I don't see adjustments. 
I don't see halftime, you know, here we come, anything. Like, I, I'm not seeing it. Am I wrong? Uh, no, I think I think you got some there, Michael. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it. Uh, 877-710-ESPN. Do you agree with Michael there that there should be more on um, on coaches' responsibility to, you know, obviously get this Lakers team back on track? 877-710-ESPN. I, I'll say this. I made this point. This was a couple games ago. And you're not going to find a bigger fan of Lakers head coach Frank Vogel than me. Um, there has been some times where other teams are making their um, are making their adjustments. Let me use that game against the Dallas Mavericks as an example. First half, the second game against Dallas, Lakers were doubling Luka. They tried the same strategy in the second half. Obviously, Carlisle, whatever you know, the Dallas Mavericks did at halftime. They took that strategy and said, "Okay, that's what you're going to do. Sounds good." Um, we're going to make sure that um, Luka Doncic gets the ball out of his hands as soon as possible. We're going to attack the room. Lakers never made another adjustment. So um, I know how big and how key this is to have LeBron James back in the lineup. Of course it is. But the funny thing is, is Lakers went through a stretch where I thought they were playing some pretty good basketball without LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, AD has obviously been back now for four games. Lakers are one and three. I think my expectations were different, and that's why I'm looking at this a lot different than I was. Uh, we mentioned Coach. Take a listen to Coach here talking about the uh, the drought for the Lakers on the offensive side. Yeah, we just we just got in a funk in that second quarter and uh, and into the third, you know. And um, we'll look at the tape and figure out you know, where we went wrong, um, you know. But we definitely had uh, had some droughts that. Um, you know, put us at a deficit and probably cost us the game. So, um, you know, just honor our work, uh, continue to look at, you know, the ways these pieces are fitting together and do better next time. Um, Coach, uh, referring to that drought, so Lakers had 20 points in the second quarter, 22 points in the third quarter. So I highlight that because through those two quarters is where they lost a game. You had about half the game where the Lakers scored 42 points, and we're outscored total 10, 17, 17 points outscored in the second and the third quarter. I want to play one more clip here from Coach talking about the offense, not executing the offense. Take a listen to this, and then we're going to take some more phone calls. You know, well, we've been banged up, and we've been reintegrating uh, the players and working in new players. And, um, you know, not, not executing always uh, as well enough uh, offensively as we need to, like we talked about earlier with the, with the second and third quarter tonight so you know you gotta play both sides of the ball and you know we'll continue to stick to the grind you know I I I don't I probably don't take it into consideration more when I hear coach talk about the execution when I hear Andre Drummond talk about we're literally using our games to practice uh that's it's not normal and a lot of teams are going through this in the NBA the Lakers the difference for them is their two main players have been out LeBron's missed 20 games now we know Anthony Davis missed 30 so we got to take that into consideration. I think what I take away from these last, you know, this last week or so, I, I think my expectations just started skyrocketing once Anthony Davis came back, and then the Lakers obviously one and three in that stretch. Solomon in Lake Balboa. Solomon, appreciate you calling in. What's going on, Solomon? Oh, I'm good, Alan. Thanks so much for taking my call. You know, a couple of things, man. We're really tracking tonight because again, this was one of those games where. I think we really thought the Lakers were going to take care of business, like you said. Especially when you hear Anthony Davis got 26 points, I believe. You're kind of going, oh, well, then they won. And then they go, no, they lost. And one other point I wanted to make that you got to be a little bit careful of, 
don't get into this switch mentality. And what I mean by that is, well, don't worry. When LeBron gets back, we'll turn the switch. That may or may not occur. In the meantime, you still better start winning games that you're supposed to win, LeBron or no LeBron. Solomon, appreciate you calling in. Um, sure, man. You know what I – it's funny that you say that switch that you're referring to. I think the part that I appreciated most with the last couple of months without AD, without LeBron James, and I, I've I've highlighted this on Lakers Talk or in the postgame show, whatever the case is, I've talked about it. I've said that it's the fact that the Lakers, they're not making any, any excuses that LeBron and AD are out. So there might not be winning every game and they're playing 500 basketball, but – coach isn't making any excuses that those guys are out. The players aren't making any excuses that those guys are out. That's something that stuck out to me, um, you know, throughout this process so far for the Lakers. And uh, I agree with you. You don't want to get into this trend of, well, when LeBron comes back, everything is going to be fixed. There's enough talent on this team. That, that's, I think, the point that I'm trying to make at the end of the day. Lakers are so deep. And LeBron is going to put them at a level that now they're – you know, one or two teams got a chance to even compete with them. And I know they're not at that level yet, but they're so deep that teams like Dallas and the Wizards and Orlando and coming up, you got Sacramento, Toronto, Denver. No, I don't think these teams are at the same level with the Lakers, even with LeBron James out. Let me squeeze in one more quick call. Joseph in L.A. Joseph, appreciate you calling in. Hey, how you doing? I was just going to say, it's hard, you know, to watch right now, but like you said, when LeBron James comes back, I do believe everything will be okay. I'm really worried. If I'm worried about any team, it's the Jazz. And we beat Rockets. We beat Portland. We beat Denver last year. We were 52-19. and 19. We had the pedal to the metal last year. It's a different season for us. I think these guys are just, you know, trying to get used to when LeBron comes back and playing, you know, with LeBron when he comes back. They barely create their own shot. And, um, you know, I'm hopeful that it's just a different season and when LeBron comes back, everyone's going to plug in and, you know, be hopeful. I'm The only team I'm really worried about is the Jazz. They've been on fire this year playing like the Spurs, the old Spurs, and that's the only team I'm worried about at this point right now. Joseph, appreciate you, you calling in. Thank you, man. Um, okay, I, I got a bunch of tweets that I want to read when we come back, and I'm going to play off one thing Joseph said. Uh, he said the only team he's worried about is the Utah Jazz. You know, the Clippers, by the way, if you look at the NBA standings right now, if Lakers were to drop down to the sixth spot, they'd play the Clippers in the first round. I don't know if I'm the only one on this. Would like to face the Clippers later on in the playoffs. Definitely don't want to play them in the first round. Give us your thoughts. Do you care whether you play the Clippers in the first round, or is this something that you prefer, like me, to face them a little bit later? 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. Pizza at Lakers postgame show on 710-ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Lakers lose to the Wizards, 116-107 the final score, 36-26 and on the season. Washington, 28-34. and Points in the paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high-quality Vista Paint products. 
A Vista Paint team member will show you how locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint. Lakers lose points in the paint, 62 to 54. That might be one of the surprises of the night for me. I just that that's not something that I was expecting. I wasn't expecting Alex Lynn to get you 18. Um, Robin Lopez had eight points. It might have all came in the first half for him. I was not expecting that. Definitely wasn't expecting that. All right, I, I threw this question out to Laker fans. Um, you could potentially now, if if obviously over these final 10 games of the season, by the way, that's it, literally 10 games left in the regular season and we're in the playoffs. If you fall to number six, which Dallas is a game and a half behind, and they have the tiebreaker, so you can't tie with them. Dallas took two or three from the Lakers. You could face the Clippers in the first round. So why do I bring that up? You really want to play the Clippers in the first round? I'd I'd prefer that the Lakers and Clippers, who I think if both teams were healthy all season, would be one and two in the Western Conference, if they could play each other a little bit further down the road. Let me read off this tweet here real quick. Uh, Biggie in Idaho, getting dangerously close to the bottom part of the playoff picture. Don't want to have a one-game elimination scenario. We need some momentum going into these last 10 games. I don't think I'm as concerned at least I haven't been, about the playing tournament anymore just because Portland was playing so bad, even though Portland is up 20 on the Memphis Grizzlies right now. So that will become what's a two-and-a-half lead for the Lakers will become two games. But what I'd like to avoid, if possible, is the Lakers not having to play such a competitive team in the first round. By the way, if Jamal Murray did not go down with his injury there was no avoiding anything here. I mean, if Jamal Murray on the Denver Nuggets, if they ended up fourth place and Jamal Murray's healthy, that's a team that could come, you know, it would could put up the biggest fight in the Western Conference. Uh, so my preference would be you play Denver in the first round and you don't play the Clippers, face the Clippers. That's fine, but face them a little bit deeper in the playoffs. Let me take a couple calls on this. Uh, Carlo in Santa Clarita. Carlo, what's going on? What do you think? Hey, guys. So uh, the last caller didn't even give the Clippers any love but I would love to see the Clippers uh, play the Lakers in the first round and just get this thing over with. Um, the Clippers haven't been playing healthy with a healthy squad as well. They haven't had Kawhi for a few games, Serge Ibaka, mm-hmm. Pat Beverly, and now with the addition of DeMarcus Cousins, I believe our team is stronger. So I take it you're a Clippers That's fan. It. You're a Clippers fan? I am, unfortunately. Carlo, but but I, I will tell you this, and, and by the way, it doesn't matter. You know, you could call in and, and state your opinion anytime. But I'll say this. I mean, even if you're a Clippers fan out there, you don't want the Lakers in the first round. Of course you don't. I mean, think about this, Carlo. The Clippers have never got past the second round. And here are the Clippers with a great chance to kind of make some noise in the playoffs. If you get LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that's the worst reward you can get in the first round. By the way, if it's not Lakers, it's going to be Dallas or Portland. Wouldn't you rather play Dallas or Portland in the first round? I agree. I I would play them first. But I I think at this point in time, with with our team chemistry with the Clippers, I think we can beat the Lakers in the first round. And and our biggest challenges are really uh, Utah and, um, and the Phoenix Suns. I appreciate you calling in, Carl. Thank you for calling in. Um, Carlo thinks the biggest challenge for the Clippers is the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns, not the Lakers. What is going on in this world? What has happened in this world for somebody to think that? 877-710-ESPN. I got a Clipper fan calling into the Lakers postgame show. Um, I, I uh, if, if, if you're anybody in the Western Conference... You don't want to play the Lakers in the first round. You just don't. And that's the worst card you can possibly get in the first round. If you're in Denver right now 
and they've got, I think, a four-and-a-half game cushion on the Lakers to stay at the fourth spot. But they're also far enough, well, they're about two games back from the Clippers. You think Denver's sitting there saying, oh, we're so happy that we get the Lakers in the first round? Of course they're not. And I'm just looking at it, obviously, from a Lakers perspective. I think you, yes, you're trying to take the road that makes most sense um, in the big picture, in the big scheme of things, and I'll take the Clippers just a little bit later in the playoffs. Uh, Let's go to uh, Ted in Fullerton. Ted, what's going on? Thank you for calling in. Hey, how's it going? Good, Ted. I'm I'm not a Clipper fan. I'm a Laker fan. First of all, and I hope we do get the Clippers in the first round. That way, once we beat them, it'll make their make them that much less knowing that it's L.A. Laker town, not the Clipper town. Dad, I, I listen. I appreciate you calling in. Thank you, and I love the enthusiasm there. I don't think anybody thinks. I don't think anybody thinks that it's not a Laker town. So I, I that every time I hear that as well, you know, watch out for the Clippers because you know we got to let them know it's a Laker. There's nothing to there. There's nothing to prove on that front. I mean, for the Clippers, the one thing they're trying to prove is can they get past the second round? If you want to get past the second round, which that franchise has never done in its history, don't play the Lakers in the first round. Uh, Mark in Mission, Texas. Mark, what's going on? What's going on, Sliwa? Thank you for calling in, bud. I'm um, uh, one of your viewers from your YouTube channel, the post-game show after the post-game show. All I right. just wanted to call in. And uh, give give my two cents about what what I've seen the last couple games with AD back. Please do. Um, it seems that like before we were doing a lot of high pick and roll with the Dennis Schroeder, and now that AD's back, it seems like they're trying to force everything through AD, and they're going away what from from what they were doing so good, like the little jump shot free throw, you know, that uh, did, like uh, Dennis Schroeder was doing. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, they keep on forcing more, uh, Morris, the three-point shot. He's not making any three-point shots. Like, he's over who knows how many. Yeah, he's been struggling. And it seems that, yeah, they, they need to keep three-point shooters in there now that AD's back. They have to have, uh, you know, KCP have uh, uh, the guy from Houston that likes what we got. And, ben you know, just more three-point shooters. And so do a little bit more drive and dish or have, you know, whenever they, they throw the double team, they have a, like a three-point shooter out there. And Morris is just not doing it for me. But, yeah, you know, I just want to get your thoughts. Like, what do you think, you know, about the high pick and roll? Like, they're getting away from it. They're forcing stuff through AD. Your thoughts on that. Thank Mark, you so much. Uh, uh, sleep well. Appreciate Don't it, be late. Don't be late. <laughs> Don't be late. Mark, appreciate you calling in. I got another post-game show. I mean, how many am I doing here? Um, okay, so let me say this. On that front, on the um, on the Anthony Davis part, no, I'm, I'm okay with the Lakers. I'm okay with, first of all, I want AD to get the ball more on the block. That's one thing that I would prefer. That's number one. The second thing about the three-point shooting, you know, when I hear Michael, I, I pay attention. I When him and John are doing the broadcast, I, I always like listening to the two of them as they go back and they kind of figure out, all right, what's wrong here, what's wrong there. Michael was saying, I'm kind of glad the Lakers aren't taking as many threes because they've been so dependent on it. You know, I know they say you live and die by the three. Well, the Lakers, unfortunately, have been on the opposite side of that, and it's happening too many times. I think the Lakers, as much as we want to talk about them from an offensive perspective, you can't give up 116 to the Wizards. That, to me, is the difference. Play some defense. Get back to that team that knows how to play defense. And, uh, and obviously, Lakers can get back, on winning, get back on the winning track. I know we got a lot of calls waiting. When we come back, we'll take more of your calls. 
710 ESPN. Stay right here. Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Larry the Laker on Twitter. AD looked awesome late. Vogel still working on rotations. Newer Lakers still need to learn just how uh, hard teams come at the Lakers. Larry's referring to every game that the Lakers play as a championship game for another team, so definitely get that one. Uh, David Israel just writes sixth seed. Thank you, David, uh, for that uh that fascinating uh, display of uh, uh, depth on that tweet. Um, quick shout out here, Core Seltzer, Rocky Mountain Refreshment, now in a hard seltzer. And check this out every 12 pack purchased refreshes our rivers with 500 gallons of water. Now that's refreshing. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, brewed in Fort Worth, Texas. Details at CoorsSeltzer.com. Lakers lose 116 to 107. So I want to take a couple more phone calls here. Um, and then we'll kind of start previewing what the Lakers got coming up. 877-710-ESPN. By the way, Travis and Sliwa show coming up right after this until 9 o'clock, so we'll uh, continue to kind of keep this conversation going on a local level. Let's go to uh, Jay in Hollywood. Jay, what's going on? Hey, hey, um, look, I'm going to just get straight to it. Mm -hmm. Let me get this straight. So Frank Vogel comes in, first season, wins the championship in the pandemic, comes out of the pandemic in a rush season, no disrespect, NBA, we get it. And Laker fans are in a panic and think he doesn't know how to coach. And we're all worried because a hot and streaking Wizards team came into town and beat us and LeBron James hasn't even put on shoes yet. I don't get it. Jay, how long Jay, well, how long how long have you been watching Lakers? I've been watching the Lakers since I came out the womb. So, I've been listening to the show. So how long? So just, give, just give me give me years. How, how many years? Eight, eight, we, we talking 84 on. Okay. So the reason why I ask you that question is after the Lakers beat Orlando on Monday, uh, did you listen to a lot, a lot of the callers? There were celebrations out there. When Lakers For lose. Sure. No, we, I understand the panic of Laker fans. I've been there. I've since meditated and, and, and some, found the And sometimes I'm that. Life. Sometimes I'm that. You For know, sure. I, I For find sure. myself in that situation. Okay, so so you're not so you're not worried big picture with the Lakers. Um, do you care whether they play the Clippers in the first round or not? I, we can play the Clippers in any round. That's I'm not going to say that that's an easy out, but that's an out. I'm not worried about the Clippers. I am, however, concerned about Laker Nation. Mm -hmm. What we have to understand as Laker Nation is this: all of this extreme worry will only create a, a, a panic that will prevent progress. Excuse the alliteration. I think we have to get to a place where we're not panicked, but it's not like we're getting all proud of ourselves, the Laker exceptionalism that, that can kind of plague us. I'm not talking about that. We need to be focused and ready. The true test of this team will be when LeBron is back, Frank Vogel will then be able to put in and implement the rotations that I'm sure he and the coaching staff that we have. Let's not disrespect our wonderful coaching staff that brought us a championship, Laker Nation. That's all. That's all. Jay, call in. Like, they've done a great job. Call in anytime. I appreciate it. You kind of You got it, Steve. Hold it down. Bring that Chinatown music back. What's up? <laughs> 
you calm oh, the yeah. nerves you calm the nerves down here in LA. Oh well one one quick thing one quick thing though about A D in the post. Mm-hmm. I, I do hear that and I feel like we want to start putting him in there to be dominant more. But let's let him get his shooting stroke back. Let's mm-hmm. let him find his place back on the court. Because here's the reality. Once we get into the playoffs, Drummond, Mark Gasol, I think, might get a little few more minutes if a shot is stroking. But Drummond and, and Harrell and some of these guys aren't going to be getting the minutes they're seeing now. It's going to be the AD and LeBron show, and it's going to be on our shooters to hit shots. And the championship will come. Appreciate Not it, Jay. about the Clippers, though. Come Pre- on, y'all. Appreciate it, Jay. Thank you, man. Thank you for calling it. Um, but I think there's a difference here. I think there's a difference between panic and being disappointed. Like if you ask me coming out of this game and these last four games, I'm disappointed, not panicked. I mean, panicked is you're down three, one in a series and you're not sure if you're actually going to win that series in the playoffs. That's panic. Even if the Lakers did fall back and they're in a playing tournament and lost the first game, I'd still (laughs) definitely probably panicking a little bit. Um, but I don't think that scenario is going to play out. But what Jay is trying to reference is everything's going to be fine. I, I don't think that everyone who's called in or they're reacting to this loss against the Washington Wizards with still 10 games left to go in the season with Anthony Davis just coming back and with LeBron James still in the not in the lineup, I don't think people are panicking in the sense that uh, Lakers are just going to drop nine of the next 10 games. But I think there's also a disappointment that you expect this team – with this roster, and Jay, as you mentioned, this coaching staff and the championship quality players they have on this team to win some of these games. There's nothing wrong with that. I didn't think we were going to lose to the Wizards tonight. I really didn't. I thought there was enough there, enough obviously with Anthony Davis that the Lakers would be fine. Uh, It didn't happen, and Russell Westbrook just uh, absolutely uh, has done, and we we know he's had an unbelievable season, but kind of getting a chance to see it firsthand is uh, is something special as well. Okay, a couple more calls here. Uh, Joe in Anaheim. Joe, what's going on? You're on the Pizza Lakers post game show. Hey, um, I just want to uh, mention that uh, uh, while we're not panicking as Lakers fan, it's there's a lot of concern here when he gets out rebounded by a team that is really not known uh, to be a tall team. Uh, that's troubling. Anthony Davis. I know the Lakers fans are really high on him, but he's been disappointing, to be honest with you. He has missed a lot of games. He's always hurt. And when you put him in the game, uh, obviously it's third game back, but he, he has not shown the ability to carry a team on his back and try to force a win. If you can beat the Wizards, you know, you have no business claiming that, you know, it's going to be a cakewalk for the Lakers, you know, all the way through the finals. I think, I hate to say this, but the Lakers are ripe for losing in the first round if they play Denver or Clippers because LeBron hasn't played with Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis yet. There's less than 10 games or maybe 10 games left to go. And by the time LeBron comes back, the first round I think is very problematic for the Lakers. I can see it going maybe seven game, but there's a good chance that if the Lakers get either Clippers or Denver, that they would be in trouble uh, because they're not showing that they can win without LeBron. And I'm not sure if you bring in LeBron as good as he is, that he's going to cure everything, including rebounding and, and everything Joe, else. And Joe, what's crazy, and Joe, Joe what's crazy, what's crazy, and I appreciate you calling, we, we got to end the show here. What's crazy is he actually can, and that's that's LeBron James. That's how special he is. I'm not saying they should just depend on that, but he actually can. Okay, we got a number of calls that still want to talk Lakers basketball. 
Travis and uh, the Travis and Sliwa show is coming up next. So we're going to go till 9 o'clock. So if you guys still want to be a part of this, 877-710-ESPN. Travis and I are coming up next. Uh, Lakers next broadcast obviously coming up on uh, on Friday against the Kings. Thank you for uh, all the calls, all the tweets. This has been the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.